Thank you for downloading The Pursuit Podcast. For more information on The Pursuit, visit thepursuitsoco.com. So I got to say, he mentioned the word humbled as RC and I over the last couple of days, because it really has been only a couple of days ago that, that we decided that this is what we were supposed to do, is what God put on our heart. And the word for me has been humbled. I am humbled to be standing here and have you there listening. I'm extremely humbled. So please, um, I ask that your hearts be open to receive from the Holy Spirit and know that RC and I are before you in a going low, humbled posture. There's no boasting. Only boasting we do is in Christ alone. That's good. Yeah. Let's dive in here. And we've never done this before. So there's lots of grace, right? We've never done this before. I'm serious. We, this is brand new. I've preached a few times in my life, quite a few. And I'm much more comfortable sitting next to you. Yeah. So. And so what, I'm echoing what she's saying. Our heart is, is not performance. Yeah. We've lived in performance. I'm a good performer. Yeah. I really am. And it's actually uh, wonderful at times and terrible at times. So um, we really do. We stand humbly before you. Um, it was this week as I was preparing to preach that the Lord said, um, well, the theme you're preaching on is about relationships with others. And a lot of, of my meat about relationship with others has to do with you. And how can I stand up here and preach about my relationship with my bride and how this relationship impacts all my relationships? For single people, that's a, today will be great. Because what we talk about will be for you equally so. But how could I do that while she's sitting over there and I'll talk about it up here? So I asked her if she would do this and she said no. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. She said absolutely not. And so uh, here she is. So so thank you. Um, Grab your Bible, if you will. And we're going to start by just... Um, looking at Jesus this morning. Thank you for worship. Worship team, come on, let's give it up for the worship team this morning. That was awesome. So, um, healthy relationships. Uh, we are not doing connection codes this morning. I want you to know that. However, some of the things that God has been doing in our life for many years uh, really totally dovetail beautifully with connection codes. And so we're going to share our journey, some of our journey, some practical things I'm about relationship. How do we cultivate? How do we maintain healthy relationships with the Lord and each other? That's our theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to look at the one who is the model of perfect relationship. You want to learn something about relationship? Let's look at him today. John chapter 13 is where we're going to start. Uh, verse 1, if you have it, say, Yahoo, I got it. <laughs> All right, you with us? Go ahead, babe. Jesus knew that the night before Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them, and now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. Jumping to verse 4. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer robe, and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin And he began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and then dry them with his towel. Let's turn, let's go down to chapter, uh, verse 12, please. Same. After washing their feet, he put his robe on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I just did? Jesus said, you've called me your teacher and Lord, and you're right for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord, and have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I've set for you and wash one another's dirty feet. Now, do for each other what I've just done for you. If I speak to you timeless truth, a servant is not superior to his master. Not if. I speak to you timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master, and an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now... Put into practice what I've done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enhanced with untold blessings. Mm. That sounds good to me. (laughs) Jumping into the same chapter down to verse 34 and 5. So a new commandment. I love this. It's new. 
when he said it to the disciples, he said, this is a new commandment. This is my kingdom. This is the currency of the kingdom. The new commandment I give to you to love each other as much as I have loved you. This morning we were singing about that great love of God, the grace, the love, the depth, the width. His heart is that that goes from us to each one of us in this room. Pretty powerful, right? The new commandment I give to you, love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, this is missions, everyone will know that you are my true followers. Let's go down. I'll go ahead. Yeah, John 15, starting at verse 12. So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life. Life in this case is soul, mind, will, and emotions for his friends. And then the last verse today is two more chapters forward. John 17. This thrills me because not only did Jesus tell his, show his disciples, tell his disciples, he also prayed for his disciples, and then he prayed for us. This is his prayer for us, John 17, verse 20. And I ask not only for my disciples, but I also pray for those who will one day believe in me through their me- message. Who's that? That's us, right? Jesus prays this prayer. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you, Father, and I are joined together as one. Did you catch that? He's praying that we relationally would be joined together as one in the same way that Jesus and the Father are one. That's pretty powerful. I pray for them because I pray for them to become one with us so that the world, people that don't know Jesus, that the world would recognize that you sent me. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them so that they will be joined together as one. And experience the same unity that we enjoy. Hmm. You live fully in me, and I now live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity. And the world will be convinced that you have sent me, for they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Let that settle in just for a second. That's the word of the Lord. That's God's heart for us. So from these scriptures, we, we, we see five just quick points. Um, the first uh, two. Yeah. Jesus is our example of a healthy relationship. Ultimate example. We don't get any better, better example there. And that Jesus demonstrated his love for the disciples in these scriptures. How? By washing their dirty feet. That's going low. That's humbly low. And again, as I stated before we read the scriptures, that is our hearts before you today. When R.C. and I were talking about, oh, I wouldn't call this message. I said dirty feet. You know, my, my not saying that your feet are dirty, but I think all feet are dirty. I'm not a big fan of feet. And... Our posture this morning, and in, because in, we're going to jump into some practical things, going after healthy relationship, and our posture is low. Picture RC and I knelt, and we, we pondered, should we bring a basin and wash people's feet? Take too long. But that's how we're postured this morning. We, we're washing your feet with freely we've been given and freely we want to give. Yeah, yeah. And then the next thing we see, we, those are the first two, the other three things that we see is I, I mentioned it, Jesus gives us a new commandment. It's interesting, we think of commandments, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt, that, right? That's kind of our mindset of, of, of commandments. And so sometimes even the word commandment feels like there's no way I can do this. It's interesting that Jesus says, my commandment is, is love. <laughs> 
And, and, and it's an amazing thing because he's saying, just so you know, this is the way it is in my kingdom. Mm-hmm. This is the, the life flow in my kingdom. This is normal in the kingdom. And in fact, it's amazing how every person in this world, all we want and need and desire and long for is what? Love. Yes, love. Everybody knows that mm-hmm. because that's, that's what God's put in us, right? And so he's saying this is, this is the currency. This is the way it is. Love people, but then he says, do it the way I'm d- doing it, the way I've done it. This is how it looks. It looks like a servant washing dirty feet. Are you with me? I mean, we all have dirty feet, I have to say, babe. <laughs> we do, whether they're physical or they're, or they're yeah. other. Yeah. We sang about it this morning, my shame and my guilt, and Jesus has washed us, right? And so can we look at other people in the same light? We should. We should be able to see them through that lens. Even people that have hurt us and have wounded us, and especially in the context of relationship, which is where we're going today. So he tells us, so he, he, he is our example. He demonstrates, he shows us, he tells us, he prays for us, right? This is, these are all practical things. He, he prays for us mm-hmm. that we would be united as one. And he doesn't want clones. What each of us carry in our life is, is significant. As we are joined in unity and oneness, there's actually a beauty to who he is and who we are, right? His heart is that we're joined in, in heart, that we have each other's heart. And here is, for those of you that are, like even wrestling with our themes, we're all about ourselves and internal and it's all about me. Um, actually, no, it's both and. And so here's the thing. Jesus said, God, make them one. Make, may my believers, may the, follow, the ones that follow me, may they be so in unity and love and have each other's heart that the world would see me. By our love, people will know Jesus. They will, we will glorify him. We will shine. This is, this is missions. This is missions. And I, I have to say a lot of our missions efforts have been in the arm of the flesh. Good thing God is good because he still works and moves and touches people. But, but, but without love, without connection, without relationship, we are probably, I would say, maybe an inch deep, a mile wide, right? Rather than being super deep and letting God do an amazing thing. In three years, with heart connection, Jesus changed the world. That's right. Three years, right? Yeah. And we've, I've, we've been at it for 30, <laughs> right? But we're changing the world. We are. All right. So, so without further ado, what does healthy relationship with others look like? Um, we're going to get practical this morning. I mean, super, super duper practical, and the Holy Spirit is in the practical. Right, he's in the practical. Let's not separate them. It's all part of the process. So here we go. Is it okay if we sit? <laughs> all right. Sorry, my back's to you. We'll turn Sorry. and see you. So. I'll try to swivel around here. <laughs> all right, let's get practical, babe. What's the? F- we got five points. That we're right. going to talk about practical. Number let's one. Let's jam through these. And how did Jesus do it? Yep. Communication. Again, we're being really practical, and we obviously are relating from the marriage relationship, but this is in friendships, this is in parenting, this is coworker, this is boss, this is grocery store or clerk. So we're going to talk about communication here for a minute. And the first two things that I think of with communication is it's important to, and let's do this, face-to-face. So if I'm talking to my husband, and this is the posture that we get, do I feel like he's really open to hearing from me? No. So there's a, when you can, be face-to-face, be eye-to-eye with someone. I'm talking to Julie. I want to look Julie in the eye. I want to posture my body, not with an attitude, not with my cell phone in my hand when she's talking to me. I want to give her my attention. So face-to-face, our posture is really important, and also eye contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, how, I, I love the imagery of Jesus. Imagine him coming right up to you right now. And washing your feet. Yeah. He's face to face. I know it seems silly that we're even saying it, but some of us need to re- remind ourselves of this. Yeah. Often our lives in relationship can be 
distracted so much that we never actually look, look at the person we're wanting to relate to. And sometimes we even need to look at the person that's hurt us and wounded us mm-hmm. and be able to be real with them and be uh, face-to-face. Lori and I, um, this is a priority for our lives. We've made this a priority every day, at least once in, the, in a day, we, we get this time together, right? All right, okay. Uh, uh, eye contact, face-to-face, uh, listening first, husbands. Yeah, I just want to say that. Listen first. I didn't say <laughs> No, I said that. Uh, but really hear one another. I mean, seriously, um, even, even James says that we're to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That's in James 1.19. Um, but there's something about listening. And one of the, one of the um, illustrations I picked up a long time ago, I heard it in probably a conference. Um, it's called Practice Drive-Through Communication. Um, what's drive-through communication? Uh, you, have you ever been to a drive-through? Anybody in here? In an Outburger, right? Uh, or Chick-fil-A. You go, you go up to the drive-through window, and you place your order. I would like a double-double animal style with fries, <laughs> animal good, right? style, right? Um, and so then the person that's taking your order says, I Sir, heard you say. You'd like a double-double with extra onion." No, that's not what I meant. I may have said that, but that's not what I meant. What I double, meant double was... animal style. Yes. Is that right. correct, sir? That's correct. <laughs> now, silly illustration, but one of the most powerful things yeah. in a relationship when you're listening, often uh, what, we, what we are intending to say is not what's heard. Yeah. And I say this at work all the time. It's not what I say, it's what I mean. And I, I really mean that because sometimes I don't say what I mean. Are you with me? Yeah. Uh, I'll slow down. Are you with me? Yeah. Sometimes we say something, it's not really what we mean, right? And we'll get into that in Connection Code, which is awesome. By the way, we finished the book this week. Woo-hoo. It's been really inspirational and life-changing for us as well as we've been on this journey. But, but being able to listen and hear and then even repeat back to what I hear you saying, babe, is that you love me so very much. <laughs> yes, that's what I heard. Is that right? Well, <laughs> Yes, All right, yes. moving on, moving on, moving on. You want me to take, want to take that one? Yeah. I'm going to take this one. Um, I put this on the list. Um, um, it's a gift for some and not so, not so much for other people, but I put the word uh, in communication, um, empathy is, is vital. Um, for some people, it's natural. Empathy is this. It's when she's telling me something about her day or life or even my mom or my dad or my friend is telling me something about their life, their day, and maybe they're sharing an emotion or a feeling, I'm able to, with my heart, relate to that feeling, to go, oh, yeah, I can. And I'm going to use words, but I can feel what you're feeling. I empathize with you. I, I, I care to the point where I can feel you. I can feel that. Uh, some people, this is foreign. Um, so I'm, there's grace for that, but th- the reason we're saying it, I'm saying it this morning is because it's very important when we are really wanting to connect on a healthy way with other people, when we can actually feel what they're saying. Does that make sense? If you don't have that gift, it's okay. The Holy Spirit is in us to help us to connect with people and to actually get a sense of that reality. It may take some time to to identify, oh, I guess I don't have empathy. You don't even feel what I'm saying. Um, but then it's, I don't feel what you're saying, but, but I can actually go, okay, how can I learn to feel that? I want to learn. I want to be available to, to, to empathize with you. Even when I recognize I don't, it actually makes the person who's saying those feelings or those, those expressions valued and close and connected. Um, Holy Spirit does it with us too. I just want to say that. He empathizes with us. There's scriptures on that another time, but he empathizes with us in our journey. He doesn't say, well, you shouldn't feel that way, RC. He goes, no, I'm going to come beside you and be with you in that space. And when he does that, it's very powerful. It's actually healing and freeing in the same way it is with people. Again, we're talking about relationship with others today. Um, Go ahead, babe. Uh, It's important to talk, talk clearly. Be honest, give permission to express. If 
you know, parent relationship, having coffee with a friend, be clear, be honest, allow the freedom for the person to share what's really going on with them. And I think you were going to give an example about that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so 10 years ago, 12 years ago, hallelujah, <laughs> 12 years ago, things were very dark in our home because of choices I made that um, blew up our family, literally. And some of you know our story, and I, I don't want to get into all of that today, but it was a, a place where our relationship was um, broken, completely broken, and it was either we're going to stay together married or we're not. It was, it was that broken. And um, because of um, the Lori and her saying, I choose you to me, and me responding to that amazing grace, and saying, I'm not worthy, but I do want you. Um, God began a healing work. And so through that journey, we brought our children involved. Uh, Rachel's here this morning. Yay. Love you, Rachel. Thanks for being here. And my son, Ryan, love you too, buddy. Um, we, as a family, sat down and started getting face-to-face uh, in our journey. And um, it was hard, guys. I'm, saying, I'm talking to men. I just want to say it was difficult. It was very hard for me to own my mistakes out loud with my words. It's one thing to say I'm sorry internally and feel bad about it. It's quite another level to say I sinned. I made a big mistake that broke your hearts. Uh, To use my words to say it out loud. Then all of a sudden, by saying that, there was this amazing infusion of God in that process of healing in my life. But one of the things we did at home, we're talking about being honest and clear, mm-hmm. was we gave permission for everyone in the house to say whatever you wanted. Fully, honest, even if it's ugly and messy, with one condition. Yeah. You cannot tear anybody down. So if I'm going to share how I feel and be honest and vulnerable, and sometimes I'll, I'll just be real, explicit words would come out with those emotions. That was me. Things that we <laughs> normally wouldn't say in church or even around children. You know, we gave permission to let it out. Yeah. And the, but, but you're never going to tear a person down. If we tear somebody down, that was like, nope, that's, we're not doing that. And we've learned that what that does is it actually is taking identity from people when we tear people down. And so we are about speaking identity and building people up and who, who they are. That, that's become our language, which is pretty cool because now Connection Codes gave us the kind of, oh, a handle of something that we've been practicing in life. Permission to speak, honestly, authentically, but never permission to tear anybody down. And that's not, that's not love, right? So, yeah. Keep going. I'll, I'll keep right. going. <laughs> um, so, so if, yeah, so in conflict, um, communication. Sometimes we're, we find ourselves in conflict with the person a person, a spouse, a parent, a child. Um, one of the things when your emotions are big, we recommend is that you let your emotions a little bit settle a bit so that you can actually have communication. Um, sometimes it's important to bring others into the mix. And I recommend, we recommend that. We've done that. Um, therapy, counseling, highly recommended, S- especially in places of um, issues that are not resolved unresolved issues. Um, and I can't under, understate this next thing enough. Prayer ministry is at the top of our list of recommendations. And we've got some wonderful prayers. In fact, uh, Sozo ministry, or really prayer that targets um, uh, woundedness and pain and yeah, even going things. after wounds of the heart. Wounds of the heart, things from family of origin. Uh, Sozo ministry is a, is a team of people that gather to ask Holy Spirit to lead us in prayer and do ministry and go to the core. I'll tell you what, 12 years ago, uh, we spent a day, one full day in Sozo with uh, Lee, uh, Leroy and Jean Dillon. Leroy's with the Lord. I can't wait to see him. Uh, looking forward to that. But those two people dropped their world to meet with us. And actually, it was amazing. The reason I'm, I'm spending time talking about this is because in one day, I, I, I experienced so much healing and freedom and the, the, uh, the beginning of, of a new, re- like, like I'm, I'm awakened uh, because of that prayer ministry. And it was very specific. It was very uh, direct. So if you are in that space and you, 
excuse, yeah, I, I want some prayer ministry in these areas of broken relationship or other things. Um, we have a, Diane, John in the back, they're in the back row here. They're, they are in charge of some of those ministries and can, can, can and others can, can help you in that way, right? That's a good thing. So I wanted to highlight that. That's part of actually having healthy communication because when I'm receiving healing, I can then communicate honestly with her. Okay, moving on. We're out a lot of time, huh? Sit along. Go, go, go. Um, remaining teachable. Be a learner. No matter who you're talking with, it's important. Nobody likes to know it all. <laughs> be willing to learn from the person that you're communicating with, whether it be your pastor, your spouse, your significant other, your child. Be willing to learn. Be a learner. And then the next thing, being right is not the goal. And this is something I'm so passionate about. I, I heard a long time ago, I don't even remember who said it, but when being right is at the expense of the relationship, you were never, ever right. You were absolutely dead wrong. So if, even if you know that you know that you know that you are right on whatever the subject matter is, if it's damaging the relationship, you going after proving you're, you are right makes you in the wrong. God is about going after hearts and relationship. That's really good. Communication, that's yeah. our point number one. Number two um, is being present. Presence, being mm -hmm. present with the person you're interacting with relationally. This is actually harder than it sounds. Right now, I think I have most of you present. Some of you are not. Are you with me? Fantasy footballers, it's time yeah. to focus. Are you with me? <laughs> so, uh, everybody puts their cell phone down, looking at scores. <laughs> but being be, being being present, it's it's important. I, I back to our text this morning. Yeah. I, I could imagine these twelve disciples, these these rascally bunch. You know they're. You know, not, they're not even very old guys. They're, you know, young men, young guys, fishermen, hanging out with Jesus. We're gathered together, getting ready for these traditions, these feasts, right? And they're with Jesus. They've seen him do all these amazing things, right? They, and you could, I don't know what the conversation was, but imagine suddenly he goes over to the wash basin, grabs it, put, grabs the towel, and starts walking toward them. They were present. To the degree, they're like, no, 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 don't wash my feet. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm demonstrating. I'm showing you what love is. I'm showing you the full extent of my love, the magnitude of it. Yeah, I am your teacher, your Lord. You're our, yes, I am that. But this is what love looks like, right? So, so anyway, being present is, is so amazing. It's so, it's so uh, priority. Uh, in, in the relationship. Um, time is the currency that we all have, you know. We only have so much time. And so let's give that time to count. the ones in our lives that count. That, that, yeah, make it count. Um, yeah, go ahead. And for us, learning to be okay just being you can be in someone's presence. Maybe some of you have friends that you have the ability to be hanging out in the same location together and you don't have to fill the time with words. Mm -hmm. For us, that, that we have grown to where that happens a lot. We're in each other's presence, but not filling it all with words. Sometimes words get in the way of connection. So being, <laughs> being sensitive good. to who you're with and what, the, what God is desiring to do there and be all right with just being. Yeah, I wonder when Jesus was washing the feet, what if he said much? Mm. I don't know. We don't know. I'm, this is kind of just stirring our thought process. But he was washing their feet. What did he say? I don't know. Maybe he just mm. did it. He might have said, ew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you should so, have that looked at. Yeah. So there's something <laughs> about being present with people that we love. Uh, and I want to share this uh, primarily for married, married couples. There's a few. How many of you are married in the room today? Married couples, okay? This is, so there's a lot of us. Um, one of the things that have, has become a valuable way for me to Lori all the time when I'm not physically with her is this wonderful handy cell phone. And um, I, I actually, past 12 years, have texted her go somewhere, wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing. And I, I have to say this. It, you might think, oh, that's a leash. 
No, it's not. It's being present with her. I love now knowing that she knows where I am all the time. There's something powerful about that. And so, I'm, again, I'm not telling husbands you have to do this. But when I'm done with work, I get in my car on the way home. Simple as that, right? When I go to lunch, go, walk, go on for a walk, right? The little things. And what that's done is it's helped us to be present. I love that she knows where I am. I feel connected to that. And then she also knows where I am, so she feels a sense of safety, security of, of, of that relationship. The cool thing about that is the Holy Spirit's in us longing for the same thing. But often we just ignore him being present with us all the time. Talk about connection, presence. It's practical. Again, it's not about the work to earn connection. Hear me. It's the last. It's not performance. It's really longing to have that heart connection with my bride. So if there are people in your life that that means something to you, I pray that it blesses you today. So that's practice right there. Yep. All right. Number three. Moving on to number three, we have communication, presence. Number three. You want to open up the door on that one? Yeah. Me. All right. Um, <laughs> humans are designed, created for contact, for touch. So talk about healthy relationships. Jesus comes. He actually reaches down. And he washes, he physically touches their feet. Now, um, it's important for contact. Now, in, the, in, in relationship, I want to say the first thing that's really important to me and to us, even our culture here, is that we're always sensitive to the other person. Sometimes touch is not what they need or want or will be healthy, right? I don't, right? Be sensitive to that person. Um, the goal is to make that person, in my case, my bride, feel identity, to feel loved and valuable. If I'm not doing that in my t contact, then I would say it shouldn't be. I, I'm just going to say it that simply. And this is uh, also helping those that have experienced any physical abuse um, to know that you are protected, cherished, and loved by your brothers and sisters in this room. The last thing we want to do is to reach out and touch somebody with an, intent, with an intention that is pure and to actually cause that to cause pain, yeah. all right? So again, that, that comes with learning and growing together, but sometimes just a, oh, you go ahead. Talk about some of the ways we can actually well, interact physically. COVID, you know, the old fist bump became a trendy, popular thing to avoid germs. It's a good form of contact. It's, it's acknowledgement, handshake, the high five. You know, some people do the little kick of your feet. But contact is important. We were created and designed for touch. We need yeah. contact. Yeah. So coming up with a way and being sensitive, again, we can't reiterate that enough. You have to be sensitive to who you're interacting with. I love Julie over here, and I know Julie is a hugger. So when I see Julie, I look forward to getting to come over. And more often for me, I'm more comfortable with the, the church side hug. And Julie embraces me with it. So thank you, Julie. And um, I, I think sometimes when you're interacting with someone, of, of having that awareness, somebody sharing something hard with you for, you know, Diane's opening up her heart over coffee with me and something's hard for her. For me to lean over and put my hand on her, put my hand on her shoulder, pat her hand. Just a, a physical acknowledgement. We're not trying to get weird with it, but physically acknowledging people that you're communicating with. At the grocery store, you got the cashier checking you out. You can make the eye contact with them. You can have your body language postured. Probability of touching them, probably not appropriate. But when you're walking in friendship and communion <laughs> with someone, yeah, you don't want to get in trouble. It's important. It's important that we're aware of who we're trying to develop the healthy relationship with That's and good. how we're going to maintain it and how can we love them how can we go low and wash their feet in contact yeah and one of the uh, most powerful um uh touches i've received as a young boy growing up was when faced with um uh, grief my dad um who is not a man of many words uh but when he recognized grief he was experiencing grief this hug um 
that my dad wrapped around my neck. He just held me, and I was able to cry into his chest. Mm -hmm. That hug uh, changed my life, right? And so there is a time when God wants to use us to be that hug to other people. So be sensitive to that. Be willing to be that person that can actually embrace somebody. And, and can I talk about touch one more time? Touch when we pray for people. We will often ask them, may I, may I put my hand on the area where it's hurting? But there is something that God designed for us when we touch people, that we're to be the conduit and the flow of the Spirit. Um, and Lori said it earlier, freely we've received, freely give. Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 10 when he was talking about uh, casting out demons, cleansing lepers, healing the sick, raising the dead. He, freely you've been given, freely, or freely you've received, freely give. So he was talking about it in a context of, of how he, uh, the kingdom, uh, I'm going to cleanse a leper by touching the leper, and then the leprosy must go, right? So there is an authority and a life flow in the spirit in our lives that, that, that is healthy in God's kingdom. So that's also has to do with touch. That's why touch is so powerful, so important. So be sensitive to the opportunity, but seize it when God gives it to you, right? All right. Moving on, number four. Play. Play together. Your husband and wife, find ways to have fun. You're dating someone that you value, find ways to have fun. You've got a friend that you enjoy hanging out with. Your children, find ways to have fun. Laughter is huge. Mm. I don't think we laugh enough. When you're out in public and you see somebody, a group of people, and they're belly laughing, we're drawn to that. Let's be people of God that know how to have fun and know how to laugh. And one of the things we enjoy doing, we like to play games. Rachel was working last night, and our son-in-law, Zach, came over, and we have a dice game we like to play. The three of us hanging out at the table, we had deep conversation, we had goofy conversation, and we played a silly dice game, a way of connecting and developing. I felt valued and cherished by my son-in-law that he chose to come and spend that time playing with his mom and dad. That's right. That's right. That's right. Things we can do together... Uh, list of them. We like going to the ocean, get outdoors, redwoods. We live in a beautiful place. Parks, playgrounds. We're talking about this in church. This is fun. <laughs> this is healthy. Uh, we like going to concerts, events, movies, walking, hiking, exercise, all these things. You don't have to spend money to do it. You can, um, but you don't have to, right? You can still connect with people. We can connect with each other by doing things together. Um, keep moving. Number five, and for us, this is the most significant one that we've ex been experiencing over the last year. We've done this all of our marriage, but it's the most expense expensive. <laughs> that too. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the, it's the most uh, important point for us, we believe, in mm -hmm. healthy relationship, especially in a marriage, um, is pursuing God together. And, and I say that because it's easier. We are kind of people that want to be individualistic, and I do believe your encounter with God is yours. Um, but if you want to share that, in a, if, you want, if you want a relationship to grow healthy, pursue God together. Mm -hmm. Make it part of your life. And, and for um, we're doing it here. Look at here we are. Yeah. We're doing it. So this is part of healthy relationships, being together, being in community, right? Jesus is our focus, our goal. Um, life groups, reading books together. Lori and I do once in a while read books together, actually out loud to one another. We literally sit and do that, um, and it's, it's actually kind of fun. You read, the, I'm next, you read, I read. Man, really practical things. I'm not just saying what we should do. I'm sh showing you that we, we do it. We can do it. You can do it, right? Um, go ahead. There's a depth of relationship that you can have with other humans that you're not going to get any other way if there's not a spiritual connection. And uh, for when we were pastoring years ago, we, I had a Monday night intercession prayer team. We met every Monday night for a minimum of two hours. And that pocket of women, Lisa Maloney was a part of that group, and God bless her. But majority of them have moved on, and we're not actively in one another's lives now. But there is a connection in my heart from the time spent before the Lord together that you're not going to develop any other way. There's just an intimacy and depth that comes with that. So even in your friendships, to have a friend that you have that heart connection and you want to go deeper to be able to say, hey, can we start praying together? Let, do it. Jump in. Dive in. Do it. It is a way to develop a, another layer of friendship. Yeah, and, and 
uh, worshiping together can't be underscored enough either. Uh, we did it this morning, and there's so what's happening is as we're worshiping God together in this place, we are actually growing in our love together yeah. with Him, with each other. And Lori and I, and that's been significant in our marriage. You would say, oh, it's, you guys can do it because you're worship leaders. It's very different doing it right here, yeah. standing up front, than when we do it together at home. Now, some of you say, well, I can't play guitar. Well, we've got great tools, YouTube, uh, worship songs, Spotify, <laughs> Apple. There's all, there's, you can put a song on together and worship God together. You could actually do that with your kids, right? Well, they don't want to. Well, maybe just humor me. Let's do one song, right? There's something about um, relationship that is, becomes cultivated, healthier as we worship him together, right? Um, and you take the last one, I think, right? Declarations. This is something years and years ago, back in every Monday night, intercession time, and you know, prior to 2010, that the Holy Spirit started shifting my heart, that my prayers would become declarations and not just a, an asking. It's like God says it in his word. It is truth, period. It just is. As people, followers of Christ, we need to reconcile that, that God, what God says in his word is capital T, truth. So being able to declare what God says over a situation when our marriage was in crises, that was the first thing the Holy Spirit impacted my heart when all I wanted to do was rage against the world and my husband and, you know, basically run away and hide. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, declare truth over him. And we weren't even together. I was driving in the car by myself. And I'm like, oh, what in the world does that mean? You know, and the Holy Spirit started de start declaring speak who I've created him to be out loud. And at that moment, did I feel my husband was a man of integrity or whatever? No, all of that had been rocked for me. But I began declaring out loud, RC, you are a mighty man of God. You are a man of integrity. You are loyal. You are faithful. And just the, and the Holy Spirit began quickening things in my heart that are absolutely true of this man. It's who God's made him to be. But my flesh and emotions didn't believe any of that. But my spirit knew so in relationships that you're walking in, be willing to step out and risk and declare. It, it could be over your physical body, over health, over relationship, over finances. And our CNI recently, this was something that God stirred in me again, and I printed out, he's got a couple of them now, these cute little pieces of paper that have declarations with scripture references on them. And each morning, one or the other of us, if he hasn't done it, I do it, but I'll, I'll pull a few of them out and I put them on the kitchen table. And before he leaves for work, he stands at the table and he reads out loud and declares, because out loud is important. We, God created the universe and all things with the spoken word. Nowhere in scripture do you see, he thought really loudly, <laughs> healing over the leper at the gate or, or, the, or the crippled man at the gate. No, it was the spoken word. Pick up your mat and walk. That's right. Not thinking really hard. He should pick up his mat and walk. It's with authority that God has put in us Amen. as followers yeah. of Christ. Yeah. So this to me, I mean, you can hear, sorry, I'm using lots of words right That's now. Good. But something I am so passionate about that the Holy Spirit, I feel like I'm the clay and he's just kneading, you know, with his fist and sh shaping my spirit to walk and believe this way. So I'm going to read one. This is one, one of the ones that we do periodically, but here's an example. I present my body to God, for it is the temple of the living God. God dwells in me, and his life permeates my spirit, soul, and body, so that I am filled with the fullness of God daily. Yeah, here's one. I let the peace of God rule in my heart, and I refuse to worry about anything. I am born of God, and I have world overcoming faith residing on the inside of Come me. On. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I will do all things yeah. through Christ, which strengthens me. Yeah. 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 So as you can see, <laughs> um, our, our heart and our passion today is for your relationships. It really, really is. And we pray that our lives can give one of you some glimmering hope in your relationship, right? 
In fact, um, today we're going to step out in faith this morning, and we want to uh, pray over three things. One, um, if you have a broken relationship that you want prayer for, maybe uh, you, there's an, it seems impossible. Maybe there's a relationship that, that you would say, yeah, I, I, I don't even have hope in this one. Um, but we want to pray for healing for broken relationships. In fact, Lori and I um, said to the Lord we'd be willing to pray and impart what you've done in us for others today. So simply meaning we're, we're willing to pray, put our hands upon you and to pray or healing in your broken relationship. It doesn't matter what it, where it is or what it is. Maybe it's your relationship with God. Uh, maybe it's relationship with a spouse or a child. Or we, uh, we want to do that. The second thing would be um, maybe you have some strain in a particular relationship and you're losing hope. Um, we want to stir hope. Hope is the, the anthem of our life. In fact, I preached on it a while back. You might remember. And it really is true. Um, God does not want us to live in deferred hope. He wants us to live in hope realized, right? So if you are losing hope in a relationship, we want to pray for you today as well. And then lastly, um, I, I want to just I want to say this. Often when we talk about relationship, what comes to our minds are all the painful, broken, hard things. And I want to say to you this morning, all of us in this room, we're doing okay. You, you've got relationships in your life that you're doing really well in, in fact. And some of you are, I want to just bless you in that you have been doing a wonderful job in your relationships and God wants to do more, right? So I want to recognize that, hey, don't give up because you've got one or two or a few things that are challenged because God, God in his awesome grace and mercy and love, wants to continue to undergird and to bless you with even deeper relationships. I pray, we're 30 years in, 31. almost 31 in, you know, and I'm looking forward to the next 30, seriously. And I want God's blessing on that, so we also want to declare that blessing um, over everybody in your relationships that are good right? And, and celebrate those. Celebrate your, your good relationships. Celebrate them. Don't let the ones that are difficult rob you from the joy of the ones that are going well, because we'll miss those if we do. We'll miss the joy that Jesus talked about, an enriched, healthy life is what he said, an enriched, healthy life. Yeah. All right. If you need to get to add to that. Yeah, so our, our heart's desire is we want to love you as Jesus loved. <clears throat> he knelt before the men and he washed their dirty feet. So our heart, and I use dirty feet of, of anything in any of our lives that needs cleansing. Our, our hearts are wounded when there's broken relationship, when there's um, friction in, in relationships, when relationships are strained, whether it be with parent, child, friend, sibling, spouse, whatever it is. And so this morning, I'm asking, asking a big, there's a measure of you choosing to trust our CNI with your heart and saying, hey, I want prayer. We don't need the details. But we would be honored if there's anyone here that would like prayer over any relationship in your life. Because freely, R.C. and I have been given a gift of healing and restoration. The Holy Spirit came in and rescued us. And he used human beings in that role. My heart is, I hope to be that for some of you on whatever level and whatever you're dealing with. Freely we've been given. And we say, we're at your feet. And we're saying, here we are. So if any, anyone, we're going to do it this way and be brave and bold and it's quiet. It might not be necessarily how we normally even do things. But 
If there's anyone that wants prayer, wants us to lay hands on you and pray over whatever is going on in your heart, come up this direction. We're putting the microphones down, and we want to minister to you and impart what has been entrusted to us. Because mine and R.C.'s healing in our marriage is not just for me and R.C. And that was something that I told the Lord when we were going through it. If I'm going to stay and go through all this hard crap, you have got to be glorified or I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, Lord. So honor me by saying, hey, Lori, I need prayer. Hey, RC. And this is not RC and Lori healing you. This is the spirit of God in us with what he's entrusted. And we want to declare, not begging, because it's done, it's finished. We want to declare it and release it over your heart, over your mind, over your relationships in Jesus' name. So Elijah, thank you. That's beautiful. So I'm going to turn this baby off and come up if you'd like, and we'll pray over you. So, so yeah, so if you have children and you want prayer, maybe you, one of you can get, get the kids and bring them back. It, it's going to be messy. This is how we do things. This is life. Um, stand with us, if you would. And, God, we do thank you for this morning. We thank you that your spirit's here right now, and you've been moving all service, and your heart is for relationship. You started in the garden. That was your heart, and you've shown us all the way through. And forgive us for performance, for acting Christian and acting like we got it all together. And thank you that you are the one that brings healing, you bring hope, and you bring blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want prayer, I want to invite you just to come up, and we're going to just go one at a time together. We're going to, and if you need to go, you're dismissed. God bless you. Um, Thank you for listening to The Pursuit Podcast. For more information about The Pursuit, visit us at thepursuitsoco.com.